This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City, I'm here to talk with you over the next hour about the world of sports psychology, your mindsets, your attitudes, the whole thing related to how you feel in your head and how that affects your athletic performance, your relationships, all those types of things related to sports psychology. I've been in practice for 41 years and just began last week our 31st year here on radio, 31 years, consecutive years on radio in Kansas City, last 21 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of stations each week. And I love doing this show because we talk about sports. We talk about mindsets. We talk about attitudes. And I love doing that because that's that's what I do. I've done this for 41 years. I work with athletes at all levels of competition from the professional Olympic level all the way down to youth sports. And if you follow the show, you know I'm a co-author of a book called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports with uh, Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, my co-authors. And, you know, this past week I had two clients in my office, uh, both of whom we discussed the whole issue of relationships with kids and, and parents and the importance of sportsmanship, the importance of understanding athletes as people is so important. Last week, in our first show of the year, I was honored to have NFL Hall of Famer, Chiefs Hall of Famer, one of the greatest Chiefs players ever to play, Willie Lanier, on the show. Growing up uh, as a youth, going to the Chiefs games, there were two players that, that always were people I looked up to immensely. Otis Taylor, probably the greatest wide receiver ever to be dissed by the NFL Hall of Fame. He should be in the NFL Hall of Fame for sure. And uh, Willie Lanier. And I've had the privilege now, I've had both of them on, on my show over the years and talked to both of them. And, and I'll tell you something. For a man who played middle linebacker in the 60s and 70s, Willie Lanier may be one of the brightest people I've ever had on this show. Um, his ability to understand the sport, understand what goes on, and the issues that go on are so so important. And it's interesting, after our show, later in the afternoon, my wife and I were out on a drive, and I got a call. Willie called me and said, wanted to talk about Antonio Brown. He said, Dr. Jacobs, this is exactly what we talked about in the show this morning, why the importance of athletes as people is so important to look at. And he hit it right on the head because here's the deal. You know, you can – I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same. The one with the stronger mind will come out on top. What is a stronger mind? Well, that depends on a lot of things, how you look at that. When it comes to sports – you know, 
we want athletes to be on our teams. We want great athletes to be in our teams. You want the better athletes to be in your team. But what does that mean, better athlete? Years ago, I did a show about this specific issue. And I'm going to have my producer, Blake Schneider, jump in here in a few minutes to comment on this since he played football through college. Would you rather have a team with great athletes and have some athletes on that team who are really, really talented and, 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 and maybe superior physically, but emotionally, psychologically questionable in terms of their behaviors? Or would you rather have a team of a bunch of really good athletes who follow the rules, do things the right way, and don't don't cause issues? And that's a topic a lot of people have questioned. What do they want to do? Well, of course, you'd like to have a few great, you know, superior athletes on your team. But if they're athletes with issues, and everybody has issues, I've got issues, you have issues, we all do. But if they have issues that they can't control, can't take charge of, and end up dominating their personalities in a negative way, do you want them on your team? Well, Antonio Brown obviously has had a questionable background, starting when he went to the Raiders after the Steelers, then going to the Patriots, then going to Tampa Bay. He already this year had a fake COVID vaccination card. Okay, that to me showed a lot right there about some issues with this young man. And then his behavior last week was inexcusable. And now, of course, you're hearing two sides of the story. You're hearing what Tampa Bay's saying. You're hearing what he's saying. And who knows if we'll ever know the real truth. But the fact of the matter is, this is a young man who's got issues, who needs some help. And no matter who you are, and no matter what you believe, you have to look at that and agree with that. Now, Blake, let me get your opinion on that. After watching his tantrum ripping off his uniform, and I've never seen anybody do that before, by the way, during a game. What was your thought about that? You played football. If you're if you're on his team, you're a teammate, and you see him doing that. What's that saying to you? Well, as a teammate, I I don't have I would I personally wouldn't have any respect for that because you've just you've abandoned the team. Now I understand there's a difference in the way that the team interacts in a high school and college setting and then a professional business setting in the NFL. You're not necessarily the best of friends. You guys are grown men who who go to work, and your job is to play football and train. And you're, you're, a locker room is, is a, an NFL team is a collage of people. Yes, you've got black players, white players, Hispanic players. You have some players from overseas. Yeah, not as many as in baseball now or basketball. Yeah. But still, it's a you collage have, of a group of people. Really, you have players from all walks of life. Right. Different backgrounds, different financial upbringings, a whole gambit of things. And I would have been pissed if I was a teammate of Antonio Brown. And I think Bruce Arians pretty much said exactly what most people were thinking. He said, uh, to quote Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown ain't on the effing team. No more. Well— but here's the, here's my issue, and, and I, I totally understand why they did that. But obviously, this is a guy who's got some issues. So the question is, yes. after the fake COVID-19 vaccination card issue, of course, we'll never know what they did with him. But was he getting some help? He was, you know, suspended for a while. You know, that behavior is inexcusable. And the, here's the issue I have with that. That type of behavior, when it's at the elite level, is oftentimes 
emulated and reproduced at lower levels. Yeah. Now, I, I hopefully we were not going to see somebody throw a tantrum and rip off their uniform, walk off the basketball court like that, because football is basically done, other than at the NFL and the college championship game. But I just got an, an email from one of my producers from my podcast show the other day about a youth sports basketball game out in the West Coast in Washington where a parent didn't like what was happening with his son and went and attacked a uh, referee of the game and physically attacked him. He's now being charged with assault may have 20 years in prison. Why would somebody do that? Okay. You know, that guy should obviously – he's probably going to end up in jail, but he should be banned from ever going to a youth sports game again because he didn't like something that happened with his son during the game. All right. Behaviors. We're human beings. We have – everybody has issues. Everybody has to learn to control themselves. But at the elite level, the question comes down to, you know, do you take a chance on an athlete who has a history of problems? Now, the Kansas City Chiefs signed Josh Gordon, who has a history of substance abuse. From everything we've seen, he's been nothing but a model citizen in terms of his behavior. You haven't heard anything about anything negative about it, which shows you can have players that you can work with. Now, the Chiefs have a team clinician, Dr. Sean Tyrants, that's there. I don't know if he's working with him or not, but the fact of the matter is the Chiefs have somebody there available to work with players. As Willie Lanier mentioned last week, there are only seven teams in the NFL that have a full-time team clinician. And that brings up this whole issue of mental health and athletes again, which we'll talk about as we move into the show. I'd like to open up our phone lines. If you're a coach, how do you deal with an athlete that's got some issues? Do you keep them on the team? Do you do you work with them? Do you avoid it? Do you kick them up? What do you do? And if you're a coach, would you want a player of Antonio Brown's abilities and skills on your team in spite of the issues he's got? Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Hope you are enjoying this new year. Today's topic is this. We, we're bringing up the issue of Antonio Brown and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting kicked off the team last week for his behavioral explosion, ripping off his uniform, walking off the game, out of the game. And Blake, you know, hit it from one perspective. What if you're his teammate? You know, what if what if, what if you're one of his teammates and you see him doing that? How would that make you feel? So the issue comes down to this. And as I said last week, NFL Hall of Famer Willie Lanier was here talking with me about this. The whole issue of mental health and the topic of athletes' behaviors. <clears throat> you know, would you do you want to have an athlete on your team who physically is extremely good? maybe superior to the other players on the team, but has a issue of issues, has a issue of behavioral issues, and would that be somebody you'd want to have on your team because they've got problems? How important is it to have somebody on your team who psychologically, emotionally has issues? Well, a lot of people are going to say, well, we can deal with that. But but when you end up have a history of this, like he did, is that what you want? And if you're a coach... And you have an athlete on your team that has some issues, blatant issues, some things going on with them. How do you handle that? How do you deal with that? Do you ignore it? I'm a coach. I'm here to, to help him learn plays. I don't worry about that stuff. But if you have a team, you got a team as a group of people working together to achieve a goal. So how do you handle that situation? If you are an athlete and you have a teammate who's acting out, who's doing inappropriate things, what do you do about that? How's that, you know... 
Blake brought up a great great issue here that I want to explore a little more. If you're a teammate of Antonio Brown's and you see him rip off his uniform like that, are you going to be sympathetic, empathetic, or ticked off? You know, I think most people are not going to be happy about that. You know, we've heard that Tom Brady really pushed to have him come to Tampa Bay. He was living with him apparently for a while. And now I read one of the things he's going to, he's suing Tom Brady and his trainer. Okay, so where does all this go? Let's take Deshaun Watson for a minute and all the issues that have gone on with him that have kept him from playing football this year. Obviously a, a very talented quarterback, but obviously a lot of issues going on with him. Houston, he's still on their, he's still on their team. He's not playing. What are they doing about it? We don't know. But the issue comes down to this. I don't care if you're the greatest athlete in your sport, a.k.a. Michael Phelps. You're a human being. You've got issues. Look at how Michael Phelps has come out and talked about his issues with alcohol, his, his, his depression, and how he's gotten help for it and how it's really helped him. So I've, I've had a situation where I had a teammate that I knew pretty well who— What level? Uh, this was in college. And long story short, there was an episode at practice one time where all of a sudden we hear yelling and yelling and yelling. And we're, we turn around because we're on the other end of the field. And his, his name's Mike. He was yelling at these coaches— just screaming and raving, and then he had to get held back because he actually ended up threatening one of the coaches, essentially. How? In what way? Uh, essentially, it was like, if you're going to try to take my my football career from me, let's fight right now. I will fight you right here at practice. Okay. Now, on the out, if you're a spectator to this, as I was, this seems absolutely crazy. Well, what is going on at practice right now? Further inquiry into the situation, because I know Mike, super level-headed guy, very not, it was, he was very a- acting uncharacteristic of himself. Anybody else spectating that would have said, that guy's crazy, get him out of here. This was a scenario where I ended up finding out later that I felt not how Mike reacted was in the right, but why he got pushed to that point, he, he was in the right to be mad. And I would have been mad, too, had I known the situation or been in a similar situation. That is one instance that I saw a man act out very uncharacteristic of himself. But if anybody else would have seen that, would have absolutely said, you're crazy. Now, when we took when we talk about Antonio Brown. Well, hold on, hold on. So what happened from that? He was no longer on the team after that. Did you talk to him about it? I did. I know exactly what happened. Okay. And I felt that he was he was unfairly being essentially bullied by the coach and from a person who had a hard life such as him and you've come so far i understand why he reacted the way he reacted. well and that's okay so let, let's stop right there with that with that that scenario all right i don't care what sport you play i don't care what level you're, you're a human being and we all come from different backgrounds some come from intact loving families some come from single parent families some come from families where they're adopted some come from families that don't even know their parents and everybody gets to the professional sports level from different directions. And you have, you know, players. I, I work with a number of NFL players, and they're all wonderful people. They've all come from different backgrounds. I've, I've worked with white players, grew up in the suburbs. I've worked with, with inner-city black players. I've worked with players. I've actually worked with some players from other countries. And everybody comes from a different background. They have different scenarios in their lives. 
when you're on a team, it's just, as we said, it's a group of people working together. One of the, jo- the jobs now, maybe more so than ever before for a coach, is to be a good psychologist. Former NFL coach Al Saunders has been on my show several times. And Al, Al is, is just a great guy. I, I love Al Saunders. He, he gets it. He's talked about when he coached athletes, and he was an uh, offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach with the Rams and won the Super Bowl. I know there's that movie out about Kurt Warner right now. And he came here to Kansas City for quite a while. He was also head coach with the Chargers briefly back in the 80s. Um, Al would take the time with these guys to get to know them as people. And he said, you know, he said that was so important in terms of getting to understand their mindsets, their mantra, how to motivate them. But he said, in the end, we're all human beings, all human beings. And he said, we've got to deal with our emotions. And we all have feelings. We all have have relationships with some are married, some aren't. We all have parents siblings, kids, our lives away from the sport directly impact our life on the field. So getting to understand that's important. I think the, the reason I tell that story, and you're, you're 100% right, Now Saunders is, is a fantastic coach, and he, he from listening to you, he sounds like somebody who's gotten to know a lot of his players. The reason I told that story was because that was a one-off time I ever saw this player react this way. Was always level, calm, cool, and collected, other than that super nice person. With Antonio Brown, this is a track record. It's a pattern. It is a pattern, and that is the difference. This is this is something bigger than just a a, a man who lost his cool one time. But that's it. But the issue there, Blake, is this. The issue is this. You know, they brought Antonio Brown onto that team because he's a very physically gifted, talented wide receiver. But his behaviors have a history of this. Not ripping his uniform off, but but doing things that don't fit the guidelines and the norm. The antics ask. And so you have to look at, I mean, let's take Odell Beckham Jr., all right? He's with the Rams now, all right? He has a history of of doing some things not quite like that, but losing his temper, losing his cool, but he's been fine. No, he's been fine this year, okay? We don't know if he's getting help or not, but the bottom line is the issue comes out is athletes are human beings, coaches are human beings, the pressure on them to win, to perform, is at the professional level, none of us understand it unless you're there. The pressures are, you know, you're out in a football field with 80,000 people screaming and yelling and you blow a play, everybody sees it, it affects you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is the issue of, of athletes' behavior in light of Antonio Brown's blow-up last week uh, during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where he ripped off his uh, shirt, jersey, uniform, threw it off the sidelines, threw a bunch of stuff into the stands and walked off the field. If you're a teammate and you have a, a, a player on your team blowing up, acting out like that, what does that do to you, especially in the midst of a game? How do you handle that? When you have an athlete who's acting out or acting inappropriately, what do you do, especially if they're a really good player on your team? Do you let them get away with it because they're a good player on the team? Or do you decide this isn't what we're going to allow happen? Now, Bruce Arians has, has removed Antonio Brown from their team. 
But like we said, this is not the first time he's done something like this. There's been a history of this. So the question is, why did they have him on the team in the first place? Well, they had him on the team in the first place because he's talent, physically talented and gifted as a wide receiver. And, and obviously Tom Brady wanted him there. But the issue comes down to this. How important is it to have an athlete who's got issues on your team knowing that they're a really gifted athlete, but they've got behavioral issues? Would you rather have somebody like that or would you rather have somebody maybe who isn't as good but is a, a solid person? This is an issue that we all deal with in, in life about people's behaviors. Everybody, you, you could be the most together person in the world, but you could have personal problems going on. You may be dealing with them just fine. Then again, you may not be dealing with them. Athletes today at the collegiate and professional level are in the public spotlight. Even you go down to the high school level, even youth sports now with social media. Everything we do is documented. Our behaviors are seen and displayed everywhere. And you, you see all these things. And this, his antics, you know, ripping off his, his jersey and shoulder pads and all that have been shown thousands of times now all over the place, probably millions of times. So what's that saying to young athletes? What's that saying? If you're a high school coach or a youth sports coach, what would you say to your athletes about that? How would you handle that? Here's obviously one of the best wide receivers in football, but a guy that's got issues. This comes back to the whole importance of who do you want on your team? And, of course, a lot of times you don't know that somebody's got issues. A lot of times you do. A lot of times someone may come on a team that doesn't have issues but develops them while they're there. This is why I believe coaches should be trained in – they're not – psychologists, but a coach should have some type of psychological background and training about understanding people. Especially, let's say that every team is going to have a mental health expert around. But I think coaches should have an awareness of depression, of anxiety, and, and they should have an awareness of, of behavioral issues that an athlete may display or have. And if so, have a way of dealing with that appropriately, whether it's referring them to somebody. If you've got a, if you have a young athlete on your team, let's say you're coaching youth sports, you're you're doing it for fun, you're not getting paid, but you can tell one of the kids on your team's depressed. And let's face it, we can see that. You can see a, a, a young boy or girl doesn't really want to be there. Their parents may push them to be there. You can sort of tell they're they're not interested. So what do you do? As a coach, you know, is, is it your job to go up to the parents and say something and say, listen, I've noticed that, you know, Blake is not happy being here. Um, can we talk about, does he want to be on the team? How do, we, how do we handle this to help him have more fun here? He doesn't look like he's having a good time. Do you do that or do you not do that? Do you feel that's stepping the line, go stepping over the line? A lot of coaches have told me I'm not going to do something like that. That's going too far. It's not my job to be their behavioral expert but at the same time if this young person on the on the team is not happy obviously is not having a good time what do you do about it so blake let's let's discuss that issue because you've been on teams with players who weren't happy okay you know you went to austin p in, in college with the greatest cheer in sports let's go p um you're by, by the way i see you're wearing one of those shirts today i am let's go p okay so if you've got an athlete on your team who obviously 
is not happy. You can tell they're depressed, they're down in the dumps. And and let's face it, those are signs, behavioral signs are very obvious. Do you say something to them? Do you ignore them? Do you leave them alone? Uh, do you tell the coach about it? What do you do when you've got an athlete on your team who obviously is, 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 is something's not right, you can tell? I think every, obviously every scenario is different. It, it depends on your relationship with that player. Are you guys close? The higher up you get in, in sports, especially in the collegiate level, you're not going to be friends with everybody on your team. That's just the way it works. You'd like to be. It just you're not always going to be. So obviously judge the relationship that you have with that person. But I would say 99% of the time it starts with a simple, hey, man, what's going on? What's like away from away, not, not on the field, not even on the sideline, not even in the locker room necessarily, off the field. Well, maybe when you're walking out, you guys are both leaving the facility. You just pull them aside. You're like, hey, man, what? what What's up? See, you just hit on something right there. Listening and communicating. Okay. And and if we sit down and talk about any relationship, obviously being able to be a good communicator is important, but good communication starts with good listening skills. Right? So to be able to listen, you know, if you hear, you perceive that there's something going on and you're friendly with that person, do you take the initiative to say something? And, and, and my suggestion is yes. Now, maybe they don't want to talk about it. They need to over-push it. But, you know, I, I think at the professional level, obviously, everything is, you know, you see everything. The Chiefs had a player a few years ago named Marcus Peters, a very talented cornerback, but blew up at a game and was kicked out of a game, I believe, against the Jets. He threw, threw a penalty flag into the stands, was kicked out of the game, and then the Chiefs ended up getting rid of him, trading him to the, the uh, Rams, I believe. Traded him to the Rams, yeah. Yeah, and I met him. Actually, it's interesting. I met him at the airport uh, the night after the Chiefs had played the Raiders one year. It was a Thursday night game, and I was fl- uh, on a flight out of town. He was at the gate sitting right across from me playing with a couple little kids. Could not have been any nicer and friendlier or more respectful. He introduced, you know, Said, hi, sir. How are you doing? Great game last night. Just said, thank you, sir. Could not have been any, any nicer. And it was interesting, you know, because you saw that side of him. You know, could not not have been any friendlier. But then, obviously, in a, in a game situation, the adrenaline flows and everything like that. And and he has he's had a history of, of this type of stuff. So, I think the thing is, as we said, athletes are human beings. They're people. Coaches are human beings. They're people. They have emotions. They have feelings. And you have to understand, I think, as, as a community, how do you handle someone who's got some problems? Okay, so do you think Tampa Bay did the right thing with Antonio Brown, or do you think he shouldn't have even been there in the first place? Oh, I think everybody deserves a, a chance, for sure. I mean, I think, because for the last, besides the COVID card, which was an issue, and I and I even understand that. I understand why he did that. Why he hadn't? Why, why did he do it? I, I think he was just. I think honestly, he was feeling pretty pretty lucky and feeling confident that he would be able to get away with it. He didn't want to get the vaccine, but he he did, he felt that the rules. He didn't want to follow the rules. Okay, that were but, implemented. So hold on. So because he didn't want to follow the rules. Yes. Here we go again. Yes. What he did in that game. I'm not going to follow the rules. I'm ripping off my jersey, walking off. You can't stop me. 
That's the same type of behavior. It's a different thing. Yeah. But it's like, I, you know, I'm not following the rules. I'm not a rule follower. And well, that's that's obviously a history of his behavior. Yeah. Right? And what he says in, happened in the game is that they were trying to make him play while he was hurt. And you're, now, hearing, and you're hearing that, that they're, they're saying that's not true. Of course, we'll never know the real, you know, yeah. we'll never know the real truth because we're going to hear both sides. But the fact of the matter is this. He's a human being. He, he'd had issues. And we'll never know if they were doing things to help him, to work with him on that. But because he was so physically talented, he was on the team. And uh, the real the thing is, is he didn't really have any mess-ups over this course other than the COVID thing. So this was just kind of a culmination, or at least it hadn't been told to us. Well, yeah, that's the key thing. We don't know. That's why the importance of being able to talk about your feelings and emotions is important. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show. It's my 31st consecutive year on radio, my 21st year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and our shows are rebroadcast around the country and podcasted everywhere. You can listen to our podcasts at winnersunlimited.com. Or on any of the podcast apps, just look up my name, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, or the Sports Psychology Hour, and you'll find it. We've got podcasts going back about nine years uh, on my website, and we touch on these topics all all the time each week. Our shows are live in Kansas City on Sunday mornings, and we broadcast, as I said, throughout the country throughout the week in a number of stations. And today's topic has been this issue, and, and our shows are rebroadcast in, in Florida, on Tampa, and Orlando, by the way. Um which obviously the issue of Antonio Brown's a big one down there. So if you're a coach, what's your training like? Well, you should be trained in the skills of the sport you're coaching, obviously. Should you be trained in evaluating your athletes psychologically? My response to that is, in a, in a way, you're not a psychologist. You may be an accountant. You may be a lawyer, you may be a teacher, you may be a janitor, you may be an insurance salesman, you may be a farmer, it could be anything. You could be a housewife, you could be a receptionist, but you're coaching a group of young people. Maybe you've had a history of issues. Let's face it, as we all get older, we have something in our lives that's happened psychologically to us. Maybe an issue with anxiety, maybe an issue with depression, maybe an issue with interactions behaviorally with family members, whatever it is. So when you're coaching young people, especially kids, obviously there's 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 a, a point where you, you, you shouldn't go to, but you can lead up to that in terms of understanding these kids. And if you've got young people on your team who maybe are not not happy, they seem troubled. Do you say something? Do you not say something? Do you talk to the parents? Do you not say something to the parents? That becomes an individual decision. But the bottom line is this. A coach's job is to teach, to guide, to direct, to to work with these young people, to help them learn the skills of whatever they're coaching. But when you see their behavior acting out, something's not right, they seem depressed, they seem anxious, they seem agitated, I think it's your job to at least sit down with them and ask them how they're doing. And maybe that's all you do. 
Maybe sometimes all they need to know is there's somebody who cares. Because for a lot of these young kids, they may not have the freedom or the the comfort to talk about that with anybody. So I think it starts there. And then you move on from the youth sport level to the high school level. You know, a lot of high school coaches are paid to coach. A lot of them are paid a lot. A lot of them do it as a volunteer thing because they love the sport. A lot of coaches, and I hear this all the time, a lot of coaches coach and don't really know much about it, but they like working with kids. But I think what we've learned this past year more than ever before in the world of sports is exactly why we do this show, that the issue of of psychology, mental health, the psychological aspects of sports are more important now than maybe ever before in terms of how we handle our emotions, our feelings. And the behaviors Antonio displayed, Antonio Brown displayed this past week demonstrate that. He's got some issues. I don't think there's anybody who will look at that and say he doesn't. That's not something you do. You don't rip off your uniform and walk off the field in the middle of a game. You know, he has the right to be frustrated. He has the right to be upset. If he felt like they were forcing him to play and he was injured, you know, he should have dealt with that in a different way, I think, than, than what he did. Because obviously he's not coming back in that team, nor would you want him if your teammate back in that on your team for somebody to do that. That's being, to me, extra selfish. Now, there's some people who are going to say, yeah, but you know what? If they're making him play hurt, he shouldn't have been out there. Well, that that's an issue that, you know, that should have been dealt with before he walked on the field and suited up. If he felt like he was too hurt to play, he felt like he shouldn't be playing, he shouldn't have even been out there on the field in the first place. I know from working with so many NFL players and talking to a lot of NFL coaches, at least the ones that I've talked to, you know, they care about their athletes as people. And they want to know what's going on. And they'll ask them, you know, are you feeling all right? Is something going on? What can we do about it? And they'll, you know, if the coach feels they can't help them out, they'll refer them on to somebody. Of course, these are people that know me, and I'm a sports psychologist, so that's part of the relationship. So, Blake, let me ask this question. Your friend Mike that you mentioned earlier, he was kicked off the team. So what happened to him? I have, unfortunately, I have no idea. I mean, did you lose contact with him yeah. immediately? Yeah, once he moved back to Florida, it was over after that. I didn't I didn't have his telephone number, weirdly enough. I know he said we were friends, but I didn't have his telephone number. And <clears throat> he was gone, pretty much. I think he packed up his stuff and was gone within the next two days. And I never heard from him again. How'd that make you feel? Did you did you feel bad about the fact you didn't get a hold of him, or you're like, well, whatever. Hopefully he's okay. I mean, what what'd you do about that? I I felt bad because I knew the behind the scenes scenario. I knew what happened, and that I think is what made it the worst part because the way he handled it wasn't the best. But I felt like he was truly wronged. But he he lost control. And anger boiled over, and unfortunately, it, it didn't work. And I mean, again, great guy. I, I hope I hope the best for him, and I, I hope hell, who knows? Maybe he'll hear this he'll hear this podcast, and hopefully, things are going well for him. But I, I don't. I have no idea. I felt bad. I felt bad for the guy. What about other guys in your team? Did you guys talk about that? Oh yeah, we all talked about it, and I think a lot of players for that particular scenario were were on Mike's side. 
They weren't on the coach's side. But nobody really did anything about it. I mean, there wasn't much. Know. There wasn't much you can do. I mean, like I said, he he was gone the next, like literally the next day. Okay, like he but left he's the gone. city, left he's, the state. Right, he's gone, but the coach is there. The coach is there. Yeah. So, what was your feeling about that coach watching that behavior, watching that display? I, you know, it's it's one of those things where it made you conflicted about how you felt about your relationship with that coach because I had a, a pretty good relationship with that coach. So it was just one of those th- – it, it's it was a, kind of a tumultuous situation where you didn't really know where to stand. Okay, so that was an abnormal reaction by that coach to, to something? Uh, I don't know if the reaction oh, oh, your was Your hesitation abnormal. is saying, no, not necessarily. Yeah. So he had a temper. He he was uh, irrational, I thought. he gr- Again, he was a good coach, though. He just handled situations improperly sometimes. And I think that was a major mishandling of a, of a situation. Okay, so so let's talk about that for a second. You've got you've got a coach who's handling some situations inappropriately, is what you're saying. Did anybody say anything about that, or are they too scared to? You were too scared to. You didn't say anything. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say I didn't say a damn thing. Well, I look, think because I think at that up. point look, the look, mentality look. as the player is like, as long as you're not directing that at me and I don't get kicked off the team. You know, which isn't the best way to handle it at all. That's, that's, I mean, that's a horrible that's, way to handle that's it. That's my whole point. Yeah. See, you're too scared to say anything. You don't want to say anything. You don't want to get involved. That's the whole situation that happens yeah. at you sport games. When you have a parent in the stands who's going crazy and everybody's sitting there looking at him, but nobody wants to say anything to him because they're afraid they may get decked by this guy. Or the mom was screaming and yelling. They don't want to be a victim of their her wrath. So people don't say anything. That's That's why, to me... This whole issue of, of, I think, mental health, communication, listening, setting guidelines, being able to listen to people, understand what's going on, and discuss things is important. And so in, in, the, in the situation with Antonio Brown, hopefully for his sake, he can figure out what's going on with himself and he can get the type of help he needs to deal with this type of stuff. Because it's, you know, whether he plays football again or whatever he does. When he's confronted with a negative situation, he's going to have to figure out how to deal with it. I think he is in a spot right now in his life that whatever he's dealing with is much bigger than the game of football. And that's, honestly, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. That's my point. Yeah, and I think he needs to step away for a minute. And I think he needs to reevaluate what does Antonio Brown – what is Antonio Brown trying to gain from all of this as a, as a person? Not as a player – as a person, why does he feel he's going through all of these things? I, I don't think he's getting that, that separation that he needs right that's now. That's exactly right, and that's why we brought this up today, because I think the issue is this. We're all human beings. We all have emotions. We all have feelings. We all interact with other people. And it's how you do that, how you handle that, that in the end affects and determines what happens to you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, here every week, Sports Radio 810 WHB. There are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. My phone number at my office is 816-561-5556. I'm taking on new clients. I work with people all over the country on FaceTime and Zoom if you're out of the Kansas City area. Our shows are podcasted, as I said, on my website, winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S, unlimited.com. They're on all the podcast apps. You can follow me on Twitter at DRJ Sports Psych. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Love to hear from you. Get your comments, feedbacks. And if you've got topics you'd love for me to bring up on this show, let me know. Have a great week. Stay safe. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.